Nerd Nation. Welcome to the Credible Nerds Podcast. This is the Marvel Avengers Review Series, and we are the Credible Nerds. My name is Justin, and as always, I have my co-host with me, Mark. Hey guys, how's it going? And we also have a special guest, Harry, who we'd like to welcome to the show. And today we'll be talking about Captain America, the first Avenger. This movie came out in 2011, and while it wasn't the first Marvel film that was released in this Avengers timeline... It is first in their chronological timeline, so that's why we've decided to talk about this one first. Mm -hmm. And that's the way we're watching it. I know there's been some that have come out saying, oh, you know, do it in the date the movie released, but we're doing it in, you know, actual chronological order of events in the, you know, timeline events. Yep. And there's a list on our website as well as on our Facebook page of, you know, that order, as well as it's intermixed with the TV shows, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, um, the Netflix Marvel shows. I mean, it's a pretty expansive list, but we're just going to be focusing on the movies, the films, and some of the one shots that are, you know, 10, 15 minutes long. So this movie was directed by Joe Johnston. Uh, He's done a couple movies here and there, and I thought it was, I thought this was one of the better Avenger movies that came out, especially in the beginning. Um, It's kind of sad that he didn't get another chance to do another Marvel movie, because I thought he did a great job with it. I think the casting was on par with Chris Evans being uh, Steve Rogers and Haley Atwell being Agent Carter and. the Red Skull was played by, what's his name? Hugo Weaving. Yeah, Hugo Weaving. Mm-hmm. And he did an amazing job. I, I think the Red Skull is probably one of the better villains that we've seen in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed his performance. Um, well, and I mean, he played in a bunch of movies, right? Some people might not know who he is, but didn't he play, uh, was it Agent Smith? Yep. Yes. Yeah. In uh, oh, that trilogy, yeah, the Matrix. So if you now and if you didn't know who he was and you've seen those, now you know who he is. Yeah. He was also Elrond yeah. in Lord of the Rings. Yep. Oh, that's right. That's right. So he's got some good movies under his belt. He's a good actor. Um, so in watching it, for me, I'll just t- uh, list a few of the, the some of the key points that are in this movie that play a big role later on down the line in this Avengers timeline, and then you guys can add some that you've noticed or talk about some that I mentioned. But I think, uh, you know, some some of the big ones were the establishment of Hydra. It kind of showed us how that was created by Hitler and what its purpose was back in World War II, which is the time frame that this movie takes place in, in 1942, I think is when it starts. But it's in that World War II era. And then the establishment of the SSR by the United States. Um, I think it's the strategic scientific research arm of the government. Um, and they they um, create, the, one of the scientists for the SSR creates the super soldier serum. And actually he was actually part of the Nazis with Hydra first. And he created a serum that ended up um, creating the Red Skull. But it was a failure. So he defected and to you know to the United States side and he perfected his serum and they ended up injecting it into Steve Rogers because they felt he was the best candidate even though he wasn't the strongest or the fastest but he had the best heart he was the you know the kindest compassionate candidate they had 
And so the plan was to create a bunch of super soldiers to be able to fight against the Nazis. But they injected Steve Rogers. It worked. They were going to go forward with it. But then Hydra showed up and sabotaged the equipment, destroyed all the serum, and then shot the scientist. So there wasn't any way for them to immediately create more super soldiers. So it ended up being Steve Rogers was, you know, Captain America, the only one that they were able to create at that time. Um, in watching the movie later on down the line, his, his buddy Bucky was captured and was held hostage at the Hydra base. And it wasn't shown explicitly, so I'm kind of just guessing at this point because of the timeline. But I, it sounds like he was given some type of serum as well when he was captured at the Hydra base that didn't ta- Im- immediately take effect. I don't know exactly. I don't, do you guys have any thoughts or information on that with Bucky? Because he, he um, becomes the Winter Soldier, right? Yeah, I know it talked about him. It talked about it later, kind of during his. That he had to do some training and stuff. So I'm sure it all took part. Then you know took took part. Then it just didn't really say right. So you don't really know how soon that happened. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was always under the impression that it wasn't until his second capture, oh. when he comes off the train, that 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 was when he was experimented on. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, that that's what I mean. that's what I mean because I think the first time they were getting ready to experiment on him, right? But right. saved first. But then, yeah, when he was the second time when he um, fell off the train or you know whatever, um, I think you know that's when it happened. You just don't you know it happened right then. Years later, there's just no way to know. Although it would make sense that he had been given the serum, and that's why he survived the fall. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that was I kind of just, my thought. just came to me. But why wasn't he a super soldier at that point? So I, I'm like, was there a delay or did it not entirely work? I don't know. So maybe that's revealed in the Winter Soldier. When we rewatch that, it'll explain it better. Uh, yeah, and it's also my understanding that later on with the Hulk, that he they were trying to recreate another version of the serum or another super soldier when they were trying to experiment on, on him and it went wrong. And that's how banner became the Hulk. Is that kind of your guys's remembrance or am I wrong? Uh, no, you're right. They talk about it in the Hulk, the Hulk movie, uh, the one with uh, Edward Norton. They, uh, you know, basically say that's what he was doing. And, uh, the, the general guy, I don't remember his name, general whatever uh was having him do it and then instead yeah just like you said created some crazy hulk guy yeah so yeah there's i guess looks like there was four people that were created four characters that were created as as a result of trying to establish this program the super soldier program and yeah really just the four that we've seen anyway uh, the Tesseract is introduced in this film. Um, it's an ancient artifact that you know stems from Asgard, but we see it here in this movie. Uh, they they harness the power of the Tesseract to be able to create weapons. The Hydra does, and so Steve Rogers is sent in to kind of um, stop that. So. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, in the end, the Red Skull 
when him and Captain Rogers, Steve Rogers, are fighting on the airplane that crashes, um, the Infinity Stone of the Tesseract comes out, and the Red Skull grabs it, and he ends up disintegrating as a result. And we also see that play out in Guardians of the Galaxy when, I can't remember his name, the, the bad guy in that film, does the same thing. He grabs the, the Infinity Stone, and he ends up disintegrating in the same way. So there's some carryover consistency there. Well, didn't I mean? Right, isn't that? Did he die? I think I think he got transferred because isn't the Tesseract doesn't that help them travel through space? Right. I don't know. Well, that's a good point. When he grabbed it, he kind of disintegrated in this line of light because the 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 top of the ship opened up like it was to another dimension, and there was a universe, mm-hmm. stars up there. And he kind of dissolved into a line of light that shot up into the stars. And that was the last you saw of him. Well, and because that, that made it look like it was like, you know, when uh, they come down from Asgard and it shoots it. That's what it looked like to me. Mm-hmm. Like more of he was getting sent somewhere. Yeah. As opposed to actually dying. So I, I don't think he's dead. That, that's not. me. I think we're going to see him again. I hope so. Hope he's brought back. I- yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Just all of a sudden have him back. Yeah, even more powerful. He's gonna be he's gonna be a wild card in <laughs> Infinity Wars. Yeah, maybe. So anyway, that's how the Red School gets it and disappears. Uh, we see the the lovely agent Peggy Carter, and her character I thought was a great addition to this to this film. Her and uh, Steve Rogers played off well against each other. Uh, one of the sad things about this movie is they never were able to develop a relationship or the line was they never were able to get the dance together that they were always wanting to do. And the saddest line in the movie is at the end when he wakes up 70 years later and he's there in Times Square in New York and he's like, oh man, I missed a date or, you know, however the, the wording was, you know, I missed my date. And right. Mm-hmm. That was pretty heartbreaking. That's that's one thing I liked about this movie. There was some heart to it. There's some consequences. Um, you really feel for these characters. You buy into them. You like them. You want them to succeed. And I think that's missing later on down the line in some of these Marvel movies. Uh, like I said earlier, the Red, the Red School, Skull, we get to see him. He's, in my opinion, one of the better villains in the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, we were introduced to vibranium for the first time. Captain America's shield is made out of it, and it comes into play later on in the later movies. I noticed that Howard Stark creates Captain America's uniform in a similar way that he creates Iron Man. You know, a lot of same technology designs are come from Howard Stark. Uh, and then just one little thing, um, when they're on the train... And Bucky gets blown out the side. He picks up Captain America's shield to defend himself. And there's, in my mind, it's kind of a, an allusion to a later situation where Bucky becomes Captain America at some point in the in the timeline, in the comics anyway. So I thought that was a good homage to all of that. And I thought it was an all-around strong movie. It's one of my favorites in, in the, all of the, the Marvel movies. Uh, probably one of my top three out of all of them, if not number one. So, uh, what are you guys' thoughts? Anything you guys noticed or liked or 
want to talk about at this point with Captain America? Mark? Um, like you said, it was, you know, a great movie when it came out. I liked it, you know, kind of what, uh, how they brought Captain America in. You know, it was this unassuming kid who, you know, didn't have hardly any athletic ability, nothing. But, you know, and they showed that in the movie, and I liked that because, you know, I think that's really what Captain America is, right? Selfless, you know, to the point of fault. Uh, you know, wants to do what's right to the point of fault. Um, you know, will fight no matter what it costs me. He's like, I, I, I really like that. I, I think they did the great job of showing that in the movie. Um, so, I mean, a lot of things were brought into this movie, like you talked about with the Tesseract, uh, one of the Infinity Stones uh, that are out there, one of the six. Um, I think that was important. Um, you know, I like you said, with uh, Agent Carter, that's like always a bummer. And then, you know, in the later movies, he comes back and she's old. She has Alzheimer's or something, you know, it's just kind of a bummer for him. You know, like here's like the best guy that probably deserves everything in the world because of everything it's given, but he doesn't get it. Yeah. Right. Like the one thing. So it's like, oh, man, I guess, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. But, uh, um, no, it's uh, it's going to be interesting, like how you said with uh, Bucky grabbing the the shield at the end. What they're going to do because I know that they're going to phase him out, right? He was only you know in for so many movies, so he's going to get phased out. Makes you wonder what they're going to do with the Captain America slot there. Um, like I said earlier, I really do think Red Skull's still alive. I know there's that's a <laughs> probably going to get a lot of crap for that, but I really do. So, I mean, great movie. It was a fun re- rewatch. I, I enjoyed it. Um, like, I, I put it in my list probably number two for, for the top. I put it right behind Hulk. Mm-hmm. So Hulk was my favorite. Interesting. Yeah, I like Hulk, too. What about for you, Harry? Um I, I enjoyed it. I remember seeing it and thinking like, wow, is, if this is where they're going with, with the Marvel movies, I'm really, really happy because it was such a great story. Um, I've always loved the, the Captain America story. Um, every time I'm on a treadmill, I wish I had the super soldier serum <laughs> yeah. to make it that much easier. Um, and uh, the allusions to all the other movies, the links to everything else that was coming later, like weren't forced, but it was a well-crafted story but still put a lot of other things in um, and, and those links to the other movies that really puts Captain America right into the middle of everything. Um, Asgard and the Tesseract and Red Skull and Hydra and Agent Carter and Bucky as a future Captain America and just all of that. Um, really enjoyed the story. Um, can't ever go wrong if you got Tommy Lee Jones in it, yeah. no matter what his role is. Yeah, he's um, great. I really enjoyed it. Definitely in my top three um, uh, of all the movies, um, just because it was such a great story and and really, I don't know, one ups all the other movies to date. Yeah. And and really led the way and and showed what could be done with a, a good director and, a, and quality story writers and what can be done with the characters. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. But talking about the Tesseract, Tesseract, quick question. So, you know, it's kind of the idea whoever touches it dies, you know, if you're not, like, 
I don't know, a God or something, you know, uh, you're going to die. I mean, look what happened to the Red Skull, according to everybody else but me. He died. So here's a here's kind of a weird question. So you know, I don't remember which one it was. Remember when Loki comes back and he, and the Tesseract there uses the Tesseract to come back from the other side, right? Uh, and Fury grabs it and removes it and puts it in his bag. You ever thought about why Fury didn't die? Just a thought. Yeah, that's a good thought. It's <clears throat> an interesting concept, right? I mean. What is fear? Like, I don't know. Like, it was kind of a, I was reading something a little bit ago. It talked about that. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. Why, why did he, why was he be able to grab it? You know? So, hmm. Something to think about. So it's either something that's going to come forward at some point or it's a bad writing. <laughs> yeah. So was he at? first. <laughs> did he have a glove on? Is it uh, skin contacts? Uh transfer of, of energy um i i don't know yeah i mean he had a glove on so i i don't know i mean this kind of seems weird then why everyone's scared to touch it just put a glove on look what i got i got the tesseract you know <laughs> yeah. but i guess that's the way around ultimate power wear a glove <laughs> yeah. yep and then just a couple extra things uh as is standard with marvel movies there's always an after credit scene and this one wasn't that great. It's just Steve Rogers boxing, and Nick Fury shows up and says, "Hey, I'm going to try and save the world." And then it shows um, the trailer for the the first Avengers movie. So I'm sure at the time it was amazing, but now that we've you know we're ten movies into it or more, it's kind of like eh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> And then the Stan Lee moment, which is also pretty standard for these movies. Um, there was a scene where they're at an awards ceremony waiting to award Steve Rogers for his heroism. He doesn't show up because he's already off getting ready to plan the next attack. And Stan Lee's in the audience as a military officer, and he makes the comment. Because they call for Steve, and then someone else comes out, and it's not Steve Rogers. And Stan Lee's like, oh, I thought he'd be taller. So that was that was his line from from the movie mm-hmm. and then since I since we're on the topic of Agent Carter and Captain Rogers Steve Rogers the Agent Carter one shot that is on the Iron Man 3 bonus features which is about 15 minutes it's kind of in the tame, t- same time frame it's a year after the movie uh, Agent Carter's in New York City He's work. she's working for the SSR with all these guys and they kind of give her the you know the the bad assignments that they don't want to do and kind of belittle her and so a woman working in the man in a man's world in the 50s type thing so it's not going well for her but there's a night where all the guys go out for drinks she's at the office late and she gets a call they call the office there to do an assignment and she ends up doing it on her own and defeating multiple bad guys uh getting the objective which ended up being a serum for uh, the 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 person they were after. His name was Zodiac, and they ended up getting the serum from Zodiac. And then she completes the mission. All the boys are, all the guys are jealous, and the commander, the the main agent, is kind of getting on her for doing it without asking them for help. 
But then Mr. Stark calls Tony, or not Tony, Howard Stark calls and wants to thank Agent Carter and ends up promoting her to, to run S.H.I.E.L.D. So that's kind of how that whole, how she ends up being in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. is because of, because of this story. Um, I thought it was a great promo for the Agent Carter series that came out. It only ended up being two seasons, and then ABC canceled it, which was a shame because I thought it was good. It was a time period uh, show, you know, in the the late 40s where she's, you know, it, it was the same setting where she's working in this office with a bunch of guys, and she has to prove herself, and she ends up teaming up with um, Howard Stark's butler. I want to say, I forget his name, sort of the J. Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah, why did I forget? How do you not know? know. Are you a fan? <laughs> so do you, teams up do with you Jarvis deserve to do a podcast about this? <laughs> she ends up teaming with Jarvis for these missions. And um, yeah, so they have a lot of adventures. And Howard Stark shows up sometimes in the show. And I thought it was great. It was too bad that it got canceled after two seasons. There's rumors that they'll bring it back, but who knows? You know, it's ABC. Yeah, you know, I was bummed they they got rid of it. I thought it was a great series. I watched it every week it came out. I, you know, all the way to the last, uh, you know, episode of the of the last season it came out. But it it was really good. I like you said. I hope they come out. You know, do it again, or maybe have Netflix pick it up. Right? They pick everything up. Yeah. Did you get a chance to watch the this one shot or the Agent Car- Carter series, Harry? Never did. Wanted to because I enjoyed her character in, in Captain America. Um, thought she was a cool character and could continue to develop that. And just it's another one of those time things. Always wanted to, never did. Right. Uh, and to be honest, never even put the bonus disc in. So <laughs> I didn't, didn't realize uh, what was on it. Yeah. I rarely do. I always buy the ones with all the stuff and then and never watch them. Um, yeah. It's just, and uh, so I'm going to have to pop that out and, and take a look at it. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good for what it is. It is. So, the, you know, so this happens after the the show because she ends up leaving the office after that to run S.H.I.E.L.D. So, um, uh, yeah, that's interesting. An, in, an interesting tie-in. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, it's good, 15 minutes at most. There, that's it. Um Next up, we'll we'll be watching Iron Man this week, this coming week, and doing a review on Iron Man. So, yep, and that's uh, Iron was was it the first one in the whole? I believe so. It was either that or Hulk, right? Yeah, I think it was. Ooh, I don't remember when Hulk came out in two thousand three. Yeah, so I guess Hulk would technically be. The, the next one that came out, Iron Man, would have came out after the come came out. It would have come out after that. Okay. Yeah, but for us, Iron Man, we'll be watching that. So watch it with us and let us know what you think online. Uh, we want to thank you guys for joining us here on the Credible Nerds podcast as we review Captain America: The First Avenger in our Marvel Avengers review series. And definitely check us out on social media on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even Pinterest. Uh, Just search for Credible Nerd and you'll find us. Follow us, 
contribute to the conversation. We're usually posting stuff here and there about different things and, you know, joining the conversation there and definitely check out our podcasts on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, pretty much any podcast app you'll find us there or even on Spotify. Uh, support us on Patreon. Uh, all our shows are on patreon.com slash the credible nerds. You can join us there. We have exclusive episodes, exclusive bonus content that you can only find there. So check us out there and support us. We'd really appreciate it. We want to thank you guys for joining us here on this podcast and we'll catch you next time. See you guys. Bye.